0: Hey guys. Welcome back to my channel. The case that we're going to be talking about today is very, very interesting. It's pretty recent too. This all happened in 2018 and it's not super well known, which really surprises me because this one is just fascinating and it seems like the people who do know about it have really strong opinions about it. So I'm curious to know what you guys are going to think, but today we're going to be talking about the Gerardos. First off we have Mark Gerardo and we also have Janair Cox, who is his wife. Mark and Janair first met in the eighties in 1986 to be exact. Mark was 18 at the time and Janair was somewhere around there. I'm not sure of her exact age, but most sources just said they were both teens at this time. Janair was working at a Taco Bell and Mark really noticed how beautiful she was of course. And also he really liked the way that she looked in her Taco Bell uniform. And around this time, the two of them got into show choir. So singing and dancing, they'd have little outfits and do pre-choreographed dances. And they actually didn't start dating while they were in choir. It wasn't until four years after show choir ended that they randomly ran into each other and that's when they started dating. Mark says that Janair was a lot cooler than him. Actually, everyone seemed to think that, that she was almost a little out of his league in a sense. She was kind of a rebel girl and dating her was very exciting and interesting for him. Their relationship was very fun. And Janaire was known as a very strong and outspoken woman who was never afraid to say what was on her mind. And this was very attractive to Mark. He actually was pretty shy and even said that he was kind of the opposite of her in every way. And that's what made them so attracted to each other. They ended up falling in love very quickly. They were super into each other after only a couple months of dating. And Janair said that she knew he was the one that she wanted to marry very young. They were always together. People around them just knew that they would end up getting married. And finally they did in October of 1993. It was a big, beautiful wedding, and the two of them were absolutely thrilled to get started on their lives together. After they got married, time went on, and they thought about having kids, but they decided not to. They decided to have dogs instead. The dogs were basically like their children, which I can totally relate to, and honestly, skipping kids is sometimes pretty tempting. And because it was just the two of them, they were really able to focus on each other and do things for themselves. Like They loved to spend time outside, and they went on a lot of trips and hiking and spent a lot of quality time together. And according to Mark, over the years, they had a very steady relationship. They had normal disagreements that any couple would have, like small arguments, but nothing that was out of the ordinary. They never separated or anything like that. However, Mark says that the problem with Janaire is she always wanted to have the last word. She really was dominant you know, the boss of everything or wanted to be the boss. And sometimes they conflicted a little bit because of that. And one issue that they started experiencing in their relationship over time was struggles with finance and fighting over finance, which I'm sure so many people can relate to fighting over money. It's one of the most common you know, arguments in a marriage. The two of them had really faced some economic hardships during 2008 when the economy crashed. So they struggled to recover from that time period and it kind of made them start fighting more than usual. During this time, they were living in South Carolina and. Mark and her were both pretty into their jobs. However, Mark's was going very well and he was enjoying his job. Janair, on the other hand, was not. Janair actually had a job at a manufacturing company called Circor Instrumentation but she ended up losing her job because the economy crashed. And this was really hard on her. After this, Janera really felt like she was stuck in a rut. You know, even both of them felt like they were stuck in a rut because she wasn't pulling in the money that she was before. And there was added stress in their lives. Luckily in 2017, Mark was actually offered a job. He ended up working as the creative director at the University of Delaware. And when he got this job, actually the first person he even talked to about applying to the job was this girl named Meredith that worked there. Her full name is Meredith Chapman and he reached out to her, applied for the job and she got back to him right away. And shortly after that, he went to go interview with her right away. And Meredith is 15 years younger than Mark and he was a little nervous that it was gonna be kind of awkward to interview for someone who was so much younger than him and then possibly work for them. He kind of assumed that maybe because she was young, she wouldn't have enough experience to really be the boss that he would need. But as soon as he met her, all of those worries disappeared because Meredith is very impressive for her age. When she was only 32 years old, she ran for Delaware State Senate, and she also had been named one of Delaware's 40 Under 40 for Young Achievers. And during the interview, the two of them really hit it off. And not only did Meredith offer him a job, but, he definitely was already starting to think about her in a more than a boss type of way. He said he was amazed at how mature she was for her age, that she was so interesting to talk to and engaging. And he just was overall wowed by her. Mark talked to Janair about the job and they decided that it was a good idea for him to take it so he did at this time they're living in south carolina the job is in delaware so it's a bit of a change but they decide it's going to be good for them and Janair decides that they should put their house up for rent and so she decides that she's going to stay at home in south carolina while he goes to delaware at first while he gets situated she can get the house rented out and everything and then she'll meet him there a little bit after this mark ended up getting a call from another job that he had applied to before and they said that they were really interested in him coming to work for them and this was in colorado so he decided to go ahead and see what the job was all about he flies out to colorado and he said he was in the airport when he decided that it just was not a good fit because he wanted to be with Meredith. He wanted to see where things could go with her, even though the Colorado job possibly could have been a better opportunity. So he instantly flew right back home and right back to work with Meredith. He just felt like he was falling in love with her a little bit more every day. And eventually he couldn't you know, hold back. And Meredith was definitely feeling the same way because eventually she asked Mark to go get drinks with her and he agreed. And it seemed like when they finally went out and they were out of the work setting and they could just talk about their personal lives, that's when the sparks really started to fly. Mark said that he really opened up to her about losing his father and other personal things that, you know, I'm not exactly sure what they talked about. I'm sure there's things that he probably doesn't want anyone to know that he told her because he said that he just felt like he could open up to her more than any person he ever had in years and how familiar she felt to him. And he just felt in love with her very quickly. And he was honest that he was married. Um, he definitely didn't hide this from Meredith. He even opened up about how he and Janaire were just kind of falling out of love. Things were becoming stale and they were having other hardships and arguments. So he definitely was headed right toward a fair territory. They ended up talking for hours that night. They had a really great time. And at the end of the night, they ended up kissing. And that's as far as they went, as far as we know. (laughs) It could have been more, I mean, who knows. Mark said it wasn't his plan to kiss Meredith, that it just kind of happened and it felt like the right thing to do. But he said, as soon as the kiss ended, he felt immediately awful about it and guilty because he still loved Janair. Now, Meredith was not single. She was also with someone else and not just dating them. She was married to someone else. His name was Luke and they had been married for three years, but their relationship was not going well. She told Mark that they just weren't happy. They weren't in love anymore. And they were only together for show and she was very interested in pursuing something long-term with Mark. Now, according to Mark, Janaire would never tell him how proud she was of him or, you know, praise him, compliment him for the hard work that he does and little things like that. And this really bothered him and Meredith did all of that. And that was something that He just really loved. So as the weeks went on, they continued to see each other and he's in this total fantasy world with Meredith. Meanwhile, his wife is trying to get their place ready to rent back in South Carolina and she's gonna be meeting him in Delaware soon and has no idea that this is going on. Meanwhile, one month into the relationship between Meredith and Mark, Mark is already telling Meredith that he is in love with her and she is returning that. So they continue on with their secret relationship and it's pretty convenient for Mark to hide things since he is living in a separate state. But eventually in January of 2018, Janair finishes up the house and moves out to Delaware to be with Mark. And pretty much as soon as she moved back in with Mark, she noticed something was off, that he seemed distant and just not himself. And it did not take long at all for her to start realizing that there was another woman in his life. I feel like most women can get the sense and she confronted him and just straight up asked, is it Meredith? He had talked about Meredith before and she knew that she was this younger, beautiful woman. She'd seen her and she kind of put two and two together and figured it was Meredith. However, Mark decided to keep it a secret from her and told her that Meredith was just a work partner. That was it, they had no relationship. And Janair ended up kind of acting like she accepted whatever Mark said, but in reality, she knew that there was an affair going on and she was determined to catch him in the act. So she started recording all of his phone conversations. She starts listening in on everything that they're saying to each other and has you know, definitive proof that he is having an affair. And she's kind of just waiting for the moment to tell him. And finally on Valentine's day, she snapped and told him. She ends up confronting Mark, saying that she has undeniable proof that he is having an affair and confesses that she actually hired a company to get all of his text messages for her, all of his photos off his phone, and had record of all of their conversations, which kind of blows Mark's mind because he thought he was being quite a sneaky dude. But now he is backed into a corner. I mean, she has listened to their conversations. There is no getting out of this. So. Mark decides to just tell her everything and he says that Meredith isn't just some affair he's in love with her and he said that she seemed a little shocked that he was so honest about it and just straightforward that he had really come to that point where it was worth it for him to tell her how much he loved Meredith because he wanted to be with her instead and I think that was the most shocking thing to Janair is maybe she thought it was just like a affair a sexual thing at the office but i don't think she realized at that point how deeply connected that he felt and that he would rather be with meredith than her and that hurts especially after being together for 20 plus years mark doesn't however say he's going to leave for meredith or anything like that he doesn't say he wants to end things with generic quite yet in fact after discussing everything, the two of them decided that they should go to marriage counseling. And one day they're getting ready for their appointment and Mark's getting dressed when he finds a recording device sewn into one of his jacket pockets. This confirmed him that Meredith was still listening to their conversations and she wasn't just bugging his devices. She was listening to every single word of everything he said, even in person, it wasn't just recording phone calls. She was hearing everything. And that really blew his mind. Um, he felt like it was an invasion of privacy. Debatable. I mean, you're in a marriage, and I don't know, can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. <laughs> and they end up getting in a huge argument over this. And they end up discussing how she actually had contacted the University of Delaware and told them about his affair. So Jig was up for Mark. Janair also confessed to him that she had tracked down Meredith's husband, Luke, and he now knew about the affair. She'd fill him in on everything. So of course he freaks out to get in this big fight, but at the end of it, they decide they still wanna move forward working on things together. And she agrees that she's going to stop recording his conversations. And at this point, Mark seemed very over their relationship. It seemed like he was definitely leaning towards divorce, towards ending up with Meredith instead and leaving Janair but he decided he would still go forward with a few counseling sessions. However, he only did three before he decided that he just wanted to end the marriage with Janair and move on with Meredith. Meanwhile, Meredith and her husband are also getting a divorce. He knows about the affair. They've come to terms with their marriage not working. So she's definitely pressuring him to end up with her instead, of course. And because Janair had contacted the University of Delaware, both Meredith and Mark decided they should find new jobs. So Meredith ends up as an assistant vice president at Villanova University, which is a private college in Pennsylvania. So of course the two of them decide to move to Pennsylvania and they already start talking about living in an area called the Main Line. This is considered the wealthy suburbs in Pennsylvania. This is known as an ideal place to raise a family. It's very safe, kind of high class. Meanwhile, Jenner is absolutely enraged that her marriage is clearly gonna end in a divorce and she's stuck now in a new city because of his job, which is infuriating. I can't imagine. But she's also just having the hardest time letting him go. Like she has so much hope still that maybe they can turn things around, but she had no friends in this area no connections, no support system at all. And she started to get really depressed. Her mental health took a total turn for the worst as soon as she found out about Janair and Mark. One night before the divorce was finalized and they were still living together, Mark and Janair were just at home and Mark ended up finding another recording device in his jacket and he was super pissed off because Janair promised she would stop recording his conversations. They got in this huge fight and according to Mark, He ended up flipping a coffee table and he said he was really not proud of things he said that night and he acted kind of crazy and I'm not really sure what else happened. All we really have to go off is Mark's version of events in a lot of this. But according to Mark, he said that he had made Janair so upset by the things that he had said to her that night that she threatened to jump out of a window. At this point, Mark became very concerned about her mental health and he suggested that She finds some professional help and seeks support from friends and family. And she took that advice. She went ahead and found a psychiatrist and was kind of trying to put the pieces of her life back together. And according to Mark, it looked like she was going to do that. It seemed like over time, she was starting to accept that her divorce was gonna happen and was kind of starting to picture her life after Mark a little bit. At least that's what Mark's perspective was. And as they were starting to finalize their divorce, and it was only gonna be a few weeks left of their marriage, they were still living together, which is very odd. And Janair came up with a list of requirements of things that he would have to do for her to go ahead and sign the divorce papers. And one of those things was for them to spend more time together for them to go on walks together, for them to go out to nice dinners together, basically act like everything was fine and that they were still married during that time up until May. I'm not sure what Janair's thinking was behind this. Maybe she was hoping they could fix things. Um, Maybe she just wanted to distract him I'm not exactly sure why she wanted to continue on living that way. It seemed like she wasn't really completely over her marriage and she was insanely jealous and mad that he was leaving her for another woman. And she basically felt like she was being replaced, that he was like upgrading to a younger model. And that just infuriated her to a very, very deep, So eventually April comes along and Mark said that Janir was coming to terms with things and seemed to be in a better headspace. Meredith is already at her new job in Pennsylvania and she already has a house that she's living in alone at the time, kind of waiting for Mark. Her divorce was already finalized so she was ready to go with their new relationship. However, Mark was still trying to leave on a good note with Janair and he thought they were going to be able to do that at first. Like I said to him, it just seemed like Janair was coming to terms with it, had accepted it, and she just wanted to spend time with him so that they could be friendly. And he said this was a great time. And he said that they were really happy together during these months, which is so odd to me. And Janair was probably putting on a total act because in reality, she was devastated and angry and so so jealous of Meredith to the point where she hated Meredith. So on April twenty third, two thousand eighteen, Meredith actually stops outside of her new university in Pennsylvania and takes a selfie, posts it to Instagram, talks about how she's so excited about her new job. That night, Mark is supposed to be meeting up with Janair to discuss the final details of their divorce and kind of have a dinner together just to discuss how they want to move forward. So he goes to where they're planning to have dinner. He sits down and he's waiting for her when he gets a text from her that says she's took a wrong turn and she's just going to be a few minutes late. And then only like 10 minutes later, she texts him again and says, I'm not coming and you should just go home. Then she sent him a pile of trash on the street and on top of the trash, there was a used condom and it was Mark's. Mark then put the pieces together that she's probably at Meredith's house digging through her trash and that finding that condom really set her off. After she sends that picture, she says, you ruined my life, I hope you never find happiness. And then a final third text that read, "By Mark. So Mark starts texting Meredith and she's not replying to him and he figures she must be really upset because you know, Janair must have come over and just yelled at Meredith and confronted her and it got really bad and she's upset now. And that's why she's not replying to me. So he decides to head over to her her house. He parked at the front of her house, walked around back and peeked into the back door. And that's where he saw Meredith on the kitchen floor laying face down not moving. He went inside the house and noticed that there was blood on her calf. He also noticed that she didn't look like she was breathing. So he ran out of the house, freaking out, made a huge commotion so much so that a neighbor actually saw him just freaking out about Meredith outside. Mark was so upset that the neighbor ended up going into the house to see what he was upset about. And he found Meredith also found her keys still in her left hand so it looked like she had just gotten home when she was attacked. The neighbor checked for a pulse and sadly there was nothing. Meredith was gone. Mark comes back in the house just completely panicked. He's looking around the crime scene and he actually sees another body in the living room across from Meredith. It only took him a couple seconds to realize that It was Janair. So police were obviously called and brought into the house, even though it was too late. Both women were already gone. Janair at 47 and Meredith at only 33. And when the police actually looked at the crime scene, they were kind of confused because first of all, they could not find a murder weapon. And second of all, they thought that someone had came into the house and killed them both because that's what it looked like. And they thought that that person was Mark. And Mark actually was behaving a little oddly to them. He was pretty rude to them and yelled at them, which is understandable. He was very, very upset. He just lost the two women he loves most in the world. But they thought he was instantly being defensive and aggressive, so they figured maybe it was him. However, after they moved the bodies, they actually found that the gun was underneath Janir. They realized that the gun had been shot off twice and that there were five rounds left. They took Mark down to the station and questioned him, but he actually didn't even know that they had been shot. It wasn't long before they were able to just confirm his timeline, that he was at this restaurant. He had proof, of course, he had a receipt. And just after looking at the text messages that he had gotten from Janair and once he told them the whole story, it all made sense that Janair was the one who did this. She was so, so angry, so jealous, and so just upset and devastated that her marriage was ending like this. And he was leaving her for a younger woman. It was just too much for her to handle. And she snapped. They were able to figure out that Janair had gone over to Meredith's house, looked in her trash, went inside the house and hid in the house, waited for Meredith to come home and then attacked her as soon as she walked in the door. Mark was understandably devastated about this. He said it felt like a horrible dream. And of course the media picked this case up right away because it's super juicy. So they were really eating it up and looking into the backgrounds of all three of these people. we are learning more about the apparent murder suicide. By all accounts, it looks like a jealous rage was behind the deadly attack. This murder suicide is shocking to this community. Shocking to so many who knew Meredith Chapman. She was a new big name to this area, but she was also a big name in Delaware. The most shocking part, though, may be that her death may stem from a love affair, heard her go into the house. And then I heard a noise and I just kind of didn't even give it a second thought. It wasn't long before people were talking about it all over the Internet, you know, Reddit, Facebook just random blogs, forums, things like that. And people were very angry with Mark. Mark was definitely seen as the reason that all of this happened. And I'm sure a lot of you guys will feel that way. I really don't like cheaters myself. So I have a lot of frustration towards him for sure. But people also put a lot of blame on Meredith and on Janair, of course, understandably, but definitely on Meredith as well, that she was a homewrecker and she drove Janair to this point that this is really Mark and Meredith's fault. Of course, you can pick apart why this happened and whose fault it was that the marriage fell apart. I think most people are kind of disgusted with all three of them for just different reasons, but there are just so many people that are very angry, especially at Mark talking about this all over the internet. I was reading so many posts and comments. If you go to any video about this or news clips, everyone thinks Mark is a total scumbag and that he caused all of this. Personally, I find it hard to make a judgment about this whole situation because Janair not here to speak for herself. Meredith's not here to speak for herself. We have to take Mark's word for everything. And it's just hard to get a read on someone from a few interviews. There is some ABC news coverage, but that's about it. There's like one longer interview and I get mixed feelings, but it wasn't just Mark that was getting all the online backlash. It was definitely coming at Janair and at Meredith too. Mark was just obviously the only one alive to actually face that backlash. So anyway, as investigators started to kind of piece everything together, they figured out that Janair had been planning this for quite some time. One of Meredith's neighbors actually had come forward to police and said that they had seen Janair before this, hanging out outside of Meredith's house, in a trench coat and glasses. They even said it was possible she was wearing a wig and they said she was out there just kind of staking out the house. Investigators actually figured out that about a week before the murder, Janair had rented a black Cadillac and drove it from Wilmington, Delaware to Radnor, which is the community where Meredith's house was. They were actually able to place her at a nearby gas station near Meredith's house around 2.40 p.m. because they had a receipt she had been there. They found out that she had actually parked her car near Meredith's house and she left binoculars in the car, some ammunition, some gloves, and even earplugs. Seemed like maybe she was afraid of the loud noise. Then she went over to Meredith's house, broke in, and hid inside and waited for Meredith to come home, which they think Meredith came home sometime between five and six, and she likely immediately attacked her. She shot Meredith and then she texted Mark, pulled him by and then shot herself pretty much right after. There was having an affair with this other woman. The wife knew about it. And this was a calculated planned attack. She broke into the house. She was lying in wait and she shot her as soon as she walked in. And then she shot herself. We believe the husband was in the area under the uh, belief that he was meeting the other woman for dinner. And when she didn't show up, that's when he got concerned and showed up at the house. very interesting is they don't know if she was for sure planning to end her own life as well. She actually had a wig packed. It looked like a disguise. It seemed like maybe she was going to try and get away. They think that it was something that she decided to do in the moment, that something must have changed her mind, but it is possible that she was just planning to do this anyway, or maybe she was just going to see how she felt in the moment. We really have no way of knowing. The police wanted to understand how Janair pulled this off and what her thought process was behind everything. So they ended up looking into her bank statements, her computers, phone records, and what they found was shocking. To start, it was discovered that Janair had gone on to the neighborhood app next door back in February of that year and reached out to the online community for help. She made a post and said, I just transferred to Delaware in December for my husband's new job. And he's telling me he wants a divorce. I don't know anyone and I'm completely clueless to this area. Can someone please recommend a reputable and successful and driven divorce attorney? Then in March, she went back on the app and posted, please recommend an excellent marriage counselor for a couple on the brink of divorce. We will need someone who is very educated and experienced dealing with couples issues, including infidelity, depression, traumatic experiences, child parent dynamics, and being accountable for actions, etc. Mark told them about how he had found listening devices sewn into his jackets and they had him go check all of his clothes. And of course he found even more. And what was crazy is they actually figured out that Janair was taking the recordings off of these devices every single day. So she would get them out of his jacket, get it from under his desk or wherever else he had them. She had a few in his home office and just around the house and she would download everything from them that night and then resew them into his clothes or put them back wherever they were, which probably took her most of the night. And not only that, Janair would then listen to the recordings and transcribe them herself into these notebooks. And they ended up finding 12 notebooks filled with transcriptions of their conversations. Janair even went as far as opening a second bank account so that she could purchase items that she needed for stalking and the murder without Mark finding out. One of the things that she had purchased was a lock picking kit, and that's how she was breaking into so many things, including his personal drawers in his desk. Turns out that she had also bought computer hacking software, hacked into all of his computers, and even bought DNA testing equipment so that she could test for DNA on clothing. Of course, she had the classic tracking devices on both of their cars and they were really high-tech expensive trackers that she really invested in. And she named these tracking devices Lying Jerk for Mark and Meredith was M Whore. It turned out that Janair had been tracking them for weeks leading up to this murder. She got access to his cell phone and was able to download hundreds of Snapchat texts that he had between him and Meredith. They figured out that the gun that she had purchased was purchased about five weeks before she killed Meredith on March 20th. They ended up talking to her therapist and asked him if he had seen any red flags for this or any signs that she might do something. And he said, no. In fact, she was talking about starting a new life and moving to Delaware, when in reality she had no plans of this. The only thing she was planning was ending Meredith's life. They also figured out that she had been to the shooting range several times to practice including right before the murder was committed, like hours before she was at the shooting range practicing. And Mark even ended up finding a letter in their house that was written by Meredith weeks before she committed the murder. There were a few interesting parts of this letter. There was one part that said, I really enjoyed being a wife and partner. Being a caretaker for my family and household was very fulfilling to me, but it also said Mark and Meredith cannot get away with this. At one point she said, I want justice. I deserve respect. I want control. I need to take matters into my own hands. It's one of those classic cases of, if I can't have him, nobody can. And who knows if she was planning to take her own life in the end, or if she was going to try to leave. And if that was the case, Why did she change her mind? And Mark was very upset after all of this happened. Even the night that it happened, they said that he was at the police station, just saying, I'm so sorry that this happened. I can't believe this happened, just devastated to lose both of them at once. Mark said he continued to feel extremely guilty for a long time after Meredith's death, that if it wasn't for him, she would still be alive, which is a fair argument. He even wrote this letter to Meredith after she died saying that he wished it was him that was killed instead of her. Meredith's family ended up putting a statement out that said that she was a wonderful daughter, sister and a devoted friend. They said we love her very much just as she loved all of us and we are devastated by her death. She might have been one of the smallest people in the room but she had one of the biggest and brightest personalities that We've ever come across here at the University of Delaware. They also said while her marriage to Luke had come to an end, it was gratifying to know that their separation and divorce was civil, that they remained friends and confidants, and that each of them cared very much for each other. After this, Mark ended up deciding to sell pretty much everything he owned and jump in his car and drive across the country to start a new life. He now lives in San Diego and he now has a marketing job at a company called AM Resorts, which is a collection of luxury resorts. While Mark has never straight up said that he takes the blame for this, he definitely has said that he feels very guilty for how this all turned out and he feels like he pushed Janair to this point. And Mark ended up publishing a book called Irreparable. And the book has been very controversial. Like I said, a lot of people really don't like Mark at all or that there's ulterior motives. So you guys are gonna have to let me know how you personally feel. Mark has definitely tried to become an advocate for mental health. On his blog, he has said that he believes that humans have a responsibility to take care and check on the ones that we love as well as take care of the ones that we have hurt to make sure that they're okay, which I think is a really good point that we don't, often think about. So he's been, you know, trying to raise awareness for mental health and suicide prevention as well as gun safety. Um, And of course there's been a lot of people that are very critical of that, think that he's just trying to get sympathy or deal with his guilt somehow, which maybe, maybe. Mark also has a blog that he writes on on a regular basis So if you want to check that out, I'll have it linked in the description box. To this day, he says he's still going through a lot, but he's actively trying to forgive himself for what happened. And he said that he can forgive Janair for what she has done to his life, but he can't forgive her yet for what she did to Meredith. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up selling this to some type of documentary you know, production company, something like that, or gets a series or maybe a podcast because it's a pretty interesting story. And I think there's a lot more to it that we don't know. I have a lot of questions. I'm sure you guys do as well, but it's definitely interesting to see someone like Janair who seemingly had it all together um, just snap like this. Like she was never violent. and never showed anyone any signs that she might do something like that. And I think it's pretty interesting when people like hit a point like that where they are just completely change and are willing to murder someone. I mean, that's so extreme, but she was clearly deeply, deeply hurt.